Welcome to episode 90 of the Glider CEO podcast. I am broadcasting to you live from the Valley of the Sun, Arizona. It is 10.59 a.m. Not Pacific Standard Time. Is this Mountain Time now? Anyway, today is election day here in America. I woke up, had a... Went and played tennis at 6 a.m. Won both matches. Wait, game, set, match. Won the match. Um, both sets, all the games, um, which was awesome. And came home, had a huge call with a very large European brand that's looking to build somewhere around 10,000, 510. 20,000 websites aka landing pages too uh, which is what our company does had a sales call following that have a call soon with my banker Uh, and I'm just laying right now on the pool lounger and I would say that I am I have some version of anxiety since about Saturday related to the election. I don't think that I'm alone in it, but I'm putting it out there just because, you know, that's what this serves as. Um, And to know that if you are listening, you are not alone. Someone else also has that same feeling. So let me see where... I'll I'll try to explain a little bit of where it stems from or where I think it's stemming from, but... You know, over the weekend, actually since about Friday, but mainly Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. All those days I had different conversations with strangers, friends, family, um, distant relatives. And it was amazing people's uh, views on who they're voting for, why they're voting for that person. And I don't know. I just, I guess I felt very worried that people would would think that way. But at the same time, I really, 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 really try to empath, empath, have some sort of empathy with it. And at the same time, I believe no matter which way the election goes, whether I agree or disagree, I will be okay. You know, I exercise my right to vote. I hopefully I made it clear to, you know, at least the world, my sphere, who I would vote for, who I did vote for. Um, but I still won't share it on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and I think that anxiety is real because, you know, I wouldn't call people misinformed because I don't know how informed I am really either. And... All I know is that, you know, tonight's election will be one I think all of us will remember for the rest of time. And there's that. Also, at the same time, I think companies, and this is, this podcast is going to be so insane, but I'm starting to get some sort of clarity 
on the future of work. And after listening to, I think it was Wall Street Journal and Washington Post and even Gary Vee and uh, other peers in tech, you know, I, I do believe that the future of work will be mixed. I think it's now basically permanent. I think anyone who believes that we're probably going back to the office as we normal as we did before is sorely mistaken. Um, I think that there will be that mixed hybrid in office, out of office kind of um, work environment moving forward. I think in the office, it's, you know, two, three, one day a week, somewhere in that realm. I actually think at a certain point too, we will probably go to a four, four day work week as well. Um, because I think we're all working all the time. At least, again, I can only speak for what's happening in tech. I, I think the service industry, hospitality, that's a totally different environment and they will have to go back to some version of normal unless some of those jobs get automated. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I, I have no knowledge of it. I can only speak to what I know, which is tech. Um, but in tech, I mean, I want people to say, how's, it, how's the business? How's the business? And I, maybe I've communicated here uh, before, but the business itself is thriving. I mean, there is no, there is nothing. It was scary for sure. You know, April, May, March, April, May, June, July were very uncertain months. You know, there was, I think we had one client didn't even turn out, but basically, uh, scaled back, which is weird because normally people are scaling up with us. So they scaled back, uh, payments were delayed here and there by certain clients, uh, but that's all been righted. And so, and I, I put out a letter on my LinkedIn thanking the SBA for, you know, I think their response during this whole coronavirus and administering, you know, the policies around, you know, PPP and EDIL or, you know, economic injury and disaster loan or whatever the, the EDIL stands for, I think it's something like that, um, was just flawless, even post, you know, uh, that. And I think it saved America, at least small business America, which I think is the most important, I mean, economic engine of, you know, the American dream is small business America. And it, and small business is defined, I think, like under... 500 employees or under a thousand employees so it's still pretty big companies for most of most standards it's not amazon with almost a million employees but still like that small business america employs i think the bulk of america if that's true um but yeah i think their handling of that was really well so you know I'm, i'm sitting here on the pool lounger i think my next meeting is in about 30 minutes with my banker talking about a whole host of stuff i mean i will say one thing i learned during this pandemic is banking with a big bank is i think basically stupid Um, especially if you're in business you better have a bank that you have a relationship with again i can only say that because i experienced it i don't expect the listener of this podcast who's not running their own business to understand why they would need a have a banker relationship i thought we did all these years except when something like this happened and they're just like part of a larger corporate machine 
that can't, you know, figure out, you know, what we're in tech. It's like, well, what does that mean? It's like, you're not a manufacturing company. You're not a restaurant. You're not this. It's like, no, guys, we've been in tech the whole time. I told you it's a software company, blah, blah, blah. And just to go through all that, and they really are powerless to do anything. They're just administering, you know, administrating whatever the hell is happening from the top down. It's different versus having a relationship with a local bank where you actually have a relationship. And so uh, I think it helps with this money flow and everything. So there's that tidbit there. Uh, Helicopters flying by. You know, I wanted to record episode 90 kind of about that election anxiety is what I think it's stemming from but at the same time too letting you just hear my voice in a different setting than the office uh, traditional office space Um, and I don't think I can just keep dwelling about election anxiety even though I will still probably call this episode that because that is still Subconsciously, I think what I'm thinking about, um, even though I'm talking about these other subjects, because what else would I be talking about? Just keep saying the same thing. I have anxiety about the election. I have anxiety about the election. I don't know which way it's going to turn out. I already said it'd be cool regardless of which way it turns out. I already voted, so all of that. Um, Getting close to episode 100, and, you know, if this pandemic has really taught me or pushed me in any way I would say that it is around probably like I don't know if you call it self discovery but interesting so someone just opened the gate let's see if they shut it now Nope, bringing in another, looks like, package. Interesting. Huh. <sighs> I forgot what I was talking about. I got distracted when I saw that gate open. Cool, that was automated. Um, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here in Arizona. I don't know if we're going to, you know, go for it as much as I think we should. But there's definitely something here. Ashley is starting to warm up to Arizona. It's definitely taken her many months. I don't think she's still in love with it. But I think the opportunity to do something is pretty great here. Um, I I think I would say I wouldn't mind opening a DevHub office here. But we'll see. Honestly, we'll see how that really does pan out in the coming years. Uh, We are very bullish on... I mean, what was interesting is today we're talking this huge brand. Everyone who's listening to this podcast... 
knows the brand if I name dropped it. It would know the brand if I name dropped it right now. And they were like, we're about six years from behind where we want to be in terms of um, from where they want to be digitally. And they're not alone. Like most every brand, 163 plus now that we have, with like 10 pending right now, it's just crazy. Uh, Would you know have uh, some type of digital transformation they have not done yet, and you know this pandemic has accelerated it for some, paused others. Um, but I mean, yeah, we'll see on that front. So, thanks for tuning in to this podcast. I could, uh, again, if you have that election anxiety, you know, you're not alone. Um, like I said, I I think we're all going to be okay. Um, I don't know if there's any winners or losers tonight, regardless, but... But, you know, as they say, life does go on. And it'll just go on in a different way. And hopefully we we all live to vote another day. And, you know, once we realize that, you know, our time on Earth is so limited, hopefully we all get to live to our full, 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 full potential. So, anyway, thank you for joining this podcast listening in on this podcast hope your run was awesome um again i think most people who listen to this podcast probably would be either running or driving if you're listening to it in bed i am i don't know that'd be interesting please let me know you can always find me on everywhere where you can google or look up glider ceo um and yeah talk to you again soon peace